Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. We're trying some intro music here before we get sued by The Clash. Do you know this is the intro music for, uh, for The Pogues? I'm the Irish afraid. band The Pogues? Okay. Yeah. All right, well, The Clash is straight What team do they play for? <laughs> I'm a little more of the music guy than Zach is. All right, guys. Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean, along with Zach Berman, and we're down here at the Novakirk Complex. On the Friday before the Eagles face the Panthers. And uh, this is obviously an important game for the Eagles. Conference uh, game. Both teams are kind of uh, you know, treading water a little bit here right now. The Eagles are 3-3 three and three and the Panthers are 3-2. and two. And I guess before we, we look at the teams specifically and, and how they match up, let's talk about the injuries. And there's a bunch of them yeah. this week and how uh, that's going to play out on Sunday and, and whether we find out <clears throat> who's going to play or not. So the Eagles made a roster move on Friday morning. They signed Hector off, Bruce, Hector, Bruce Hector off the practice squad, and they released wide receiver Kamar Aiken. Mm-hmm. That was bound to happen eventually. Yes. But the more important end of that that transaction is Hector being called up, which suggests that and the, the timing Eagles, of it too, and the timing of it makes it seem as if maybe Haloti Nada is not going to be ready for Sunday. He was been he's been limited all week in practice. He's got a calf injury. I guess that could be tricky. So what does that say about the defensive tackle position if not a can't go? Yeah, so it says that the team that prides themselves on their on their defensive line is going to go into the game with Fletcher Cox, Trayvon Hester, and Bruce Hector. Uh, not necessarily after Fletcher Cox, not necessarily like a, a really established star stud group. Uh, I think defensive tackles hey, are concerned. Come on, star study. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think defensive tackles are concerned right now. Now, I, I will say I like yeah. the way Trayvon Hester played the other day, uh, but the Eagles have been talking up Trayvon Hester this week, and even if not a plays, look for Hester to take a good, a good amount of snaps. He, sure. he he really has to. Yeah, certainly in the base package when they're expecting run mm-hmm. run plays. You know, we've seen over the last several years that they'll just slide in those defensive ends, specifically Michael Bennett this year, and, and Brandon Graham certainly can do it on passing down. So it's exactly. not as much of an imperative to have three or four defensive ta- to have four defensive tackles, but certainly you need three on game days. Yeah, I, I I really think that the Eagles thought this season they were going to be playing from ahead a lot and they'd be in a lot more passing situations um, on on defense. And outside of that Giants game last week. They really haven't been playing from ahead. So you've had to play your base downs more often, and that means your defense tackles are on the field. Haloti Nada is a really good player in this league for a long time, but he's older now, and he's been injured before, and he's injured again. He's missed the past two games. Uh, so the Eagles are in a bind here because Tim Jernigan, who's supposed to be your starting defensive tackle, he's been out all offseason, out all season. There's really no clarity in terms of when he's going to return. Uh, so this is something that I, I, I know you've talked a lot about the trade deadline and you're be writing about it. Defensive tackle is a spot the Eagles really need to look hard at. Absolutely. Before we get ahead of that, though, did they do enough in the offseason knowing that, okay, Holody is, you know, mid-30s now, and they knew about the Tim Jernigan yeah. injury. So after that, they had, they had months to, exactly. to bring in more guys yeah. than they brought in. Yeah, no, I don't think they did enough. Now, there's there's two things I, I, I can look at here. First off, they might have thought that Jernigan would be back, that Jernigan's injury wasn't going to linger as long. That's why I say there's mystery surrounding it. We, we really don't know. I, I do know by training camp, it really seemed like there was concern about Jernigan's status if, if he'd come back. 
I don't know if they thought that back in March or April, but that's the fact that they redid his contract shows there should have been concern. Yeah, let's update uh, the listeners too on Journey Game. I mean, for the first time since his injury, uh, at least that we've been out of practice, he was there watching these last Mm -hmm. few days. Um, I guess that suggests that maybe he's a little closer back. I don't know. Um, Again, from what I understand, this is a – it's clear that it's a significant injury, but – it's one that they gotta. He's gotta, you know, he's gotta clear a lot of hurdles to be cleared exactly. to come back. So they they haven't IR'd him. They haven't, you know, his season's not over. But and and clearly they're they're holding out hope that he can play at some point. But I wonder, yeah, if we're gonna see Tim Jernigan this season. And and, and so then you sign Nada. Then if if Jernigan's not back, Nada's your number two defensive tackle. And again, he's he's been injured, hasn't really been an every-down player now for a few years. So I think what the Eagles might have done is they might have overrated the players behind them. You went into training camp with Elijah Qualls, who you drafted last year, Destiny Vial, who's been on the team the past two years, and then you had Aziz Shetu, Um and That's it, pretty much. Yeah, and then they, they signed Bruce Hector as an undrafted guy. Um, but but I, I don't think they had enough there. And I think when you're talking about, like you mentioned, this is an injury that you found out about during the spring, you could sign a veteran to a one-year deal and and see if it works out. If I could take, take a step back, though, mm-hmm. defensive line is pretty much the least of the Eagles' worries. So, um, I mean, in terms of their performance, the, performance. the way they've played these first six weeks. I agree with you there. So I, I don't think it's uh, a huge, huge issue in that regard. But as you mentioned yesterday, what if they lose Fletcher Cox? Mm-hmm. Okay, then you're up Shit's Creek. Exactly. Because, I mean, Cox is just a beast. He's been the best player on defense, best player on this team, uh, maybe the best defensive player even in the entire NFL this season. So and, that's what you worry about. And I don't want someone to hear that and, and be like, well, if any team loses their best player. If the Eagles lost Carson Wentz last year, they had Nick Foles, who they paid money to for that scenario. Right. Um, you know, the, the teams prepare for contingencies for every player who's getting hurt. Right. And I don't think there's that defensive tackle. And the step the step down from from Cox is significant. I mean, yes. certainly the step down from Foles to Wentz is significant, but not as significant as it would be from Cox to one of these other guys. And compared to last year when they had Bo Allen as their third defensive tackle, and he's a guy that they trusted. And they got – well, Cox didn't play two games last year, so yep. they got by with, with those guys – um, and Jernigan was here. So a little unlucky for the Eagles, but they maybe could have done a little more defensive tackle in the offseason. Should right? they have signed Bo? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, Bo got, a, a, Bo got money. He Bo got, got money. Was $16 million. I, I, I mean, that wasn't guaranteed, but he got, six, he got four years, $16 and, million. I think he's doing fine in Tampa yeah. Bay. He, he's, he's like a good third guy. Exactly. He's which a good third guy. Which, yeah, but he was not getting paid like a third guy. Sure, sure. He was getting paid to start. Um, all right, let's look at some of the other, other injuries and how it's going to affect this Sunday's game. Um, Jalen Mills apparently tweaked his hamstring, was limited on Thursday practice, but Doug Peterson said Friday morning that he's good to go Sunday. So you don't have to worry about cornerback. You do have to worry about hamstrings, though. You do have to worry about hamstrings. <laughs> the Eagles have had a number of them. Yeah. But Darren Sproles, he's not going to play Sunday. Mm-hmm. Corey Graham, he's not going to play know. Sunday. Sidney Jones, Jones, he's not going to play yep. Sunday. So hamstrings, All three of those are hamstrings. All, right? all, three, all three are hamstrings. Uh, safety, uh, you know, again, as I mentioned, Graham's not going to play. So you have Avante Maddox, but if Sidney Jones can't go in the slot, do you have Rasul Douglas in center field and Avante Maddox in the slot in nickel? Or do you or do you go with Dexter, Dexter McDougal? McDougal? Yeah, I, I think they're going to go with Dexter McDougal. I don't know that. 
in the slot um, and just yeah. keep Maddox and just keep Maddox in the deep post. Yeah, they 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 they've been pretty quiet about what their plan is there. They're trying to keep it close to their vest. Uh, now the thing I'll say is they haven't had Russell Douglas the past two days of practice. Personal reasons. Personal reasons there, and and really, I mean Wednesday and Thursday is when you do the bulk of your work. So that's something to pay attention to as well. Um, you know, if if Douglas was going to be taking all your snaps at safety this this week to prepare, he didn't have that that work. So. Yeah, I think we might see McDougal there. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I'm starting to kind of lean towards what you're saying. I just think Rasul for a whole uh, game is going to – and it wouldn't be a whole game, but it would be for a lot of snaps, and I just think that that would be a little tough. I just don't think he's a safety. Uh, you can get by with him there, but I think you would rather have Avante Maddox out there. Also, I mean, even though it sounds like John Mills is, is going to play, you need Douglas prepared to play the outside if Mills tweaks that hamstring. Yeah. I mean, hamstrings have been an issue, obviously. Okay, the other side of the ball, Doug Peterson said that he expects Jason Peters and Lane Johnson to be at the tackle spots. Both have been limited uh, this week as well. But Great film review, by the way, on if Jason Peters don't Yeah, I guess I, I, I thought people would be a little more interested than they, than they have. They in terms of two, yeah, the numbers haven't been up. I thought people would be really interested. Well, I, I we're think, giving it the Bird's Eye View podcast. I, hopefully, right yeah, our, our, our millions of readers. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, in looking at Peters, I did, you know, People have been really hard, harsh on him, I think, the last few weeks. And, I mean, deservedly so after the Giants game. he was That was about as bad as I've ever seen him play, I think, in Eagles uniform. I mean, he was getting knocked off his, his ass. And I, I, you don't that doesn't happen with Jason Peters. You can't bull rush that guy. Olivier so, Vernon's a good player. but Vernon's Jason a good Peter player, but he, he's not elite. Uh, I don't think he's top ten edge he's rusher in this league. But that's for yeah, I don't think, I think he's a second-tier really yeah. good defensive end. He's probably the best they faced this year. But... Uh, that being said, he's dealing with some injuries. I mean, he's got the quad. He's clearly not 100% there. And then now he's got this bicep injury. Now, he can play through what they're saying, but it's something to watch. And then you have Lane on the other side. He's got the high ankle sprain. But they, they probably don't want to move two guys. If, if you bench, if you sit Peters to get him healthy, and then let's say Lane Johnson hurts himself again, what do you do there? I mean, you have to go back to Big V and Sayomalo as your tackles, and that's kind of shaky against this defense. This is a really good defense up front. If, if someone came up to you and said, I'll bet you a Guinness in London that Jason Peters finishes this game, which side do you take? Ooh. Do you agree or, or, or don't agree? I don't agree. Okay, so you, so you think late in the game he's out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I think so. Because I mean, they have, as long as Lane's fine. Yeah. Go to Big V at some point, you know. So is this what it's going to be the rest of the I day? think it's going to be it's going to be some of that. There'll be games where he plays every snap. There'll be games when he doesn't. There'll be games when they're ahead, and he'll just yank himself to get through. Um, I mean, I think there's an argument to be, made, to be made on resting him for a few weeks. Now, you get the bye coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. That should help. But you got to go to London beforehand. Um, but in theory, if, if you sat him two weeks back for the bye, and he's back after the bye week, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't said the Sidhams because I think he's Jason Peters. Uh, he's he's, he's still left tackle. Well, my, the conclusion I came to, sorry to interrupt, in watching no, the film is like, I mean, Peters, let's say he's 80%. He's still better, better than Big V yeah. at 100%. And he, he did really well in the first game against the Falcons. He was healthy. Then he, you know, then he hurt his hamstring, re-injured his hamstring. He did in the practice the Friday before, the Thursday before the, the Bucks game. And then he didn't play the rest of the game against the Buccaneers or came in for a series and then left. And then he was pretty good against the Colts doing Jason Peters things. And then it just kind of started to see he started to slide down a little bit. Titans, 
the Vikings were not great. Now, the entire unit wasn't great. I mean, Lane Johnson's really kind of given up more than Jason Peters, to be frank. Yeah. And, I, and now they, they took Wiz out and they put Isaac in. I don't know if that was something that Jason Peters wanted or, if, you know, maybe they just felt like this was affecting Jason. Um, all that being said, he's still, he's still a good left tackle. He's just not the dominant Jason Peters that we've become accustomed to. And some of that has to do with the injury, and I think some of that does, frankly, have to do with the fact that he's 36 years old and, and his skills are waning. I agree. I agree. I, I have one under-the-radar injury position for fans to watch, and that's linebacker Nate Gary and DJ Alexander. It appears they're going to miss their their second consecutive game here. Yeah. The Eagles have one backup linebacker right now, LeRoy Reynolds. But the reason I point this out is because the Eagles went into the season with really no natural backup middle linebacker. And as it turns out, I, you know, I was talking to Ken Flagell this week, and it turns out that Nate Gary is the guy that, you know, if something were to happen to Jordan Hicks, would be their base down middle linebacker. Uh, but with Gary out, it brings up last year's Patriots, I'm sorry, last year's Panthers game, when Hicks left the field. Uh, and then a week later, Hicks was lost for the season. But the Eagles had to move Nigel Bradham over in the middle of the game. Um, just something to pay attention to because the Eagles really don't have the depth at linebacker that they want going into in, into this game. Absolutely. Well, let's look look at the game. Mm-hmm. And we know we know the Panthers well. The Eagles have played him um, each of the last two seasons. Did they play him in 2016? No, they played him in 2015. Yes, down there in 2015. Yeah, in 2015. Yeah. But last year, obviously, was an important game. Week 6, Thursday night game. It kind of legitimized them to a lot of people. That was the first. I, I remember being in my hotel room in Charlotte after that game and saying, these guys are legitimate contenders. Yeah, I mean, they were... Oh, after the Eagles won, yeah. After the Eagles won. Yeah, I think the Panthers are 4-1 at the both time. Both teams are 4-1. Yeah, and the Panthers went on to go 11-5, and they, they got close to beating yeah. the Saints in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's a good team. Uh, defensively, let's start there, because I, I think, you know, obviously a lot of people like to start with Cam Newton on the offensive side of the ball, but I really like that defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Rivera does a good job with that with that group, and you have to start with Luke Keekley. Uh, middle linebacker, probably the best in the NFL at that position. Oh, yeah. He's a guy you circle on the chalkboard before every game. And interesting, last year he suffered a concussion and left. And he, he, the line, you know, the Panthers' defense after that wasn't exactly the same. They couldn't find someone to really replace him. And it seemed like the Eagles were attacking that spot, um, justifiably so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Doug was asked today about like Jason Kelsey's role in keeping tag, tags on on Keekly. What, you know, what does Keekly bring to this Panthers office and what can the Eagles do to kind of uh, neutralize him? Yeah, so he's a three-down linebacker in every sense of the word, like great against the run, great against the pass, really smart in terms of diagnosing plays, yeah. sideline to sideline, very good in pass coverage. That's that's one thing you notice. You think about him as a tackler and he's all over the field, but very good in pass coverage. You, you see it with his interceptions, he's very in, 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 instinctive. Yeah. So one of those guys who, who Carson needs to know where he is. Um, like you said, you circle him on the game plan. But also before every snap, Carson, you know, he's he's finding Luke Keekley. You, you always find the mic, but he, he needs to know where, where Keekley is. And not just him at the linebacker position. Like he can go sideline to sideline, but he doesn't really have to because you got Thomas Davis on the one side and you got Shaq Thompson on yes. the other. Now, best com- it's the best linebacker group in the NFL. Probably. And, and Thomas Davis is is up there in age. But the guy is really just still playing at a high level. Really good. Yeah, came back last week from suspension. And, you know, I mean, the fact that he missed four games might have helped him now. because He's he, fresh. He's, yeah. yeah, he's ready to go. Shaq Thompson, former safety in college, uh, can play that position as former well. everything in college. Yeah, I that's love true. Shaq Thompson. Yeah, you were out. a big Shaq Thompson yeah. guy coming out. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, that new breed of linebacker that can, that can cover like a safety almost. 
Absolutely. Uh, the other guy you got to really kind of key in, I think, is uh, Quan Short. Yes, very good player. Um, exactly. Yeah, you know, he'll be in that middle of that defense. He can get after both again in the run, in the pass. What are some other matchups you think you on that defense, particularly the ones I guess you think may favor the Eagles? Yeah, I think you can attack the secondary. Um, you know, they are 15th in the NFL in pass defense. Uh, they allowed 300 plus yard passing games to Eli Manning and Andy Dalton. That being said, they kept Alex Smith under 200 yards last week. Uh, but I, you know, they they had to sign Eric Reed, who's a good player, but they had to sign him midseason um, because they were really undermanned at, at, at safety. They let Kirk uh, Coleman go. Yeah, they did. Our old friend. Um, we saw at the combine. We saw the combine. Yeah, worked out well for him. Got a good deal in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, they have young corners. You know, they have good corners. Bradbury is one of them. But uh, I think the Eagles can can attack them there. And I think this is going to be a, another big game for, for Carson Wentz. In terms of running the ball, I think the Panthers allow four and a half yards per carry. Yeah. They do have a very big defensive front, so that's something to pay attention yeah. to. Yeah. All right, let's switch to the other side of the ball. Uh, can't, let's start with Cam Newton, obviously. Um, so they didn't change much in terms of personnel. They brought in Tory, Tory Holt. I mean, excuse me, Tory Smith, former Eagles. Uh, would help if they brought Tory Holt. Tory Holt. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason why that, that was still in my head was because we were talking about Amari Cooper and you were comparing him to Tory Holt. Yeah. Um, but Tory only has one catch over 20 yards. Mm-hmm. They haven't really been able to stretch the field. And now they brought in North Turner to fix the offense. And Tur- Turner's from the, the uh, Air Coriel school of offense, really vertical passing game. And they haven't, haven't really exactly brought that element to the, to the offense. I don't know if that's him or just more personnel. What do you think it is? Yeah, I think some of it's personnel. But, I mean, Cam Newton has, has the arm. Um, he likes to chuck it. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore is their first round pick hasn't done much on offense yet I mean that's that's a guy who has speed of Philly native can be a big play player uh, and 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 so that's one thing that they that you look at but really I just think that their offense is is built around you know you know cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey that, and, and, Cam, and cam's running more uh, more designed runs this year than them I mean he has in the past but more than maybe in recent years uh, so he's always a threat to take it to the house and take it you know, we've seen him do it against the Eagles before. So yeah, he reads for touchdowns. And uh, and something I wrote in early birds this morning was was the third down conversions that he gives you with his legs. I think he's rushed for seven third down uh, for seven first downs on third downs this season. That kills a team when you you know when you have a when you have the opposing offense backed up, then the quarterback rushes for a first down, moves the chains. The Eagles need to be cognizant of that. I mean, Schwartz did a, Schwartz's scheme last year really frustrated. I thought Cam. And then late in the game, into some bad throws. Some bad yeah, three interceptions. That was the difference in the game. Yeah. I mean, Carson had three touchdowns, no interceptions. Had a fumble, but no interceptions. And Cam Newton had three interceptions. The Eagles won that game, what, by, by, by six or something? Yeah, 28-23, I think. Yeah, five, five points. points. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, that's the difference right there. I mean, but, you know, I think, you know, you're a big Christian McCaffrey guy. and I was. Sounds like Doug was, by the way. Yeah, well, they were, they were yeah. on him. They, were, they liked him. Yeah, Doug says, if we took him. That's how we would have used. Yeah, they they were gonna take they were gonna take him if he fell on. It certainly sounded. And I think they way. felt they thought about draft uh, trading up a little bit to get him yeah. too. But he so, went number eight, so that was really hard. for Yeah, them. and they took Barnett, so that worked out. But it was just interesting that Doug said. Doug said, "Yeah, if we took him, that's how we would have used him." Yeah, they, well, I mean, I think we were reporting at the time. Yeah, we, exactly. We were at the time, they liked him a lot. Exactly. I, I didn't love him at, at that high. I, I thought maybe Eagles would take it. What they have a fifteen, fourteen pick? pick, fourteen pick. I would have taken him at fourteen, but eight. Jeez, yeah. I love back, McCaffrey. A running back that size is what worried, worried me too because you about him breaking down but he's, he's been running he's running better yeah. on the ground I think his uh, yards per carry is up 
Yeah, Ron Rivera said they know how to use him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he again. I don't think he's ever going to be your workhorse ground guy, but you don't want him to be that because he can catch the ball out of the backfield uh, very effectively. So um, he's a guy you got to key on. Uh, certainly on the outside, you have uh, Devin Funches. He's <laughs> you know six foot four. He could give uh, both uh, Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby some some struggles in terms of uh, the height differential. Yeah. And uh, Torrey Smith can still get it done. And Greg Olson's back. Yeah. You know, he's up there in age, but I mean, yeah. this guy's been doing it for a long time. He should be uh, someone that they're going to have to key on. Um, I think the big thing to watch it, uh, this, this this week is, so we talked about the Eagles' offensive tackles. The Panthers are missing both their starting offensive tackles. They're both on IR. Yeah. All right, so so they're they're down Khalil, and, and they're down Darrell Williams. They have Chris Clark and Taylor Moten as their bookend tackles. They've been playing okay, but the Eagles pride themselves on their pass rush, especially at home. Uh, I think that's the matchup where the Eagles are really going to have the advantage. Absolutely, yeah, it's a good point. I should have mentioned that. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the defensive line's been bringing it all all year. Um, you know, last week was the first week they really had it. Uh, it got it in terms of sack numbers. They had four. Seemed like they even had more than that. Uh, but the pressures are there. Yeah. Eli got hit a lot. If they can, if they can rattle Cam. Now Cam's hard to bring down sometimes, but the Eagles have done it before. It wasn't just this past season that they were able to kind of contain Cam. I remember a few years back they did pretty effectively uh, under Chip Kelly. Now I think Cam was. Playing on a sprained ankle. Is that ankle. a Chip Kelly compliment, uh, or is that Bill Davis compliment? That was 2013, I think it was. Though. That was that was a, that was the good chip. <laughs> that was for the, the bad chip. Um, but uh, yeah, so real quick, your pick. Did you did you throw a score in yet? Yeah, I, I did. I have the Eagles 24-23, so I have them winning but not covering. I have the Eagles winning two as well. I believe it's 27-23. Mm-hmm. So four and a half. Spread yes. in favor of the Eagles. So both of us have you picking the Panthers, but Eagles winning. But Eagles winning. Yep. All right, well, that's it here for the Birds Eye View podcast. We're going to end it with a little more uh, of the clash if it plays. No, actually, we run out. I think I think the uh, – I know. I turned the volume up. There we go. We'll change theme songs before they catch on to us, before we get arrested. Zach's worried. All right, talk to you guys next, next – uh, talk to you Sunday after the game.